Hey everyone, welcome. Glad that you're here today. My name's Steve Childs. I'm the senior pastor at Chartel Church of God, and this is my weekly Wednesday devotional called Straight from the Heart. Glad that you are joining with me today. As you come online, as always, put your name in the comments. Let me know that you're there, and uh, just give me a shout out. Love hearing from my friends all across country. Glad you guys are, are tuning in today. Hey, before I get into my topic today, um, I'm going to talk about just a couple of things. Uh, for those of you who may be at a place in your life where you're really praying and asking God for just a miracle in your life, um, I did a message this last Sunday uh, called Miraculous Hope and um, talk about just the power of God to work uh, in times where we just think he almost can't work, that it's, it's impossible, we need a miracle. And, um, and I just wanna encourage you, if you uh, need uh, just a special uh, act from God, if you're praying for something special for God to do, just really encourage you to go to our website, chartelchurch.org, and uh, pull up the message from last Sunday called Miraculous Hope. I think that might be a, an encouragement to you uh, as you're seeking a miracle from God. Second thing I want to encourage you with is I'm beginning a brand new sermon series this Sunday called The Journey to Freedom. And uh, I'm, I am so excited about this series as I talk about how, how do we discover the freedom that God really intended for us to live in. Um, we were created to be free. I'm going to talk about that this Sunday. Uh, and yet many of us are, are in bondage by, uh, by fear, by worry, uh, by our own codependency and, and our toxic relationships to other people, uh, by habits we can't seem to break, by addictions that have us bound. And uh, in this series, I'm going to be uh, addressing some of that and uh, just talking about how we find freedom in our lives. And it's also, this series is also a precursor uh, to launching our Celebrate Recovery program, which will begin on June the 3rd on Thursday nights. And want, want to invite everyone uh, to be a part of that. Uh, if you think you, uh, if you don't think you need recovery, you do. Um, and we're going to talk about what really recovery is. Recovery is about uh, truly two things. It's about recovering from the woundedness that life brings our way but it's also about the recovery of the identity that God created us to live in. And uh, I'll talk more about that in, in my sermon series. But uh, that's, that, that's for you, for those of you who, who, are, who are tuning in. And again, if you need something uh, in along the way of just saying, God, I need something big, last week's message would be a help. But really want to encourage you to track with me in this new series coming up called The Journey to Freedom. Uh, today, I want to continue. We've been in a series on the names of God and um, I began last week talking about uh, this name, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. And uh, last week I talked about, kind of broke it down, how God is the God who can heal us physically. He can heal us emotionally. Uh, he can heal us relationally. He can heal us spiritually. And um, if you weren't here for last week's message, again, you can go to our church website, uh, chartelchurch.org, and see that, or you can go to my website, um, God's word for you today.com and you can you can listen listen to that uh, today I want to continue that series uh, this this message and talking about the God who heals and today I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the idea that there are times when we're asking God to do a healing work there are times we need to participate with God and this hit me 
um, when I was actually rereading the scripture where the name Jehovah Rapha comes from. And let me read that scripture to you. It's from Exodus chapter 15, um, beginning of verse 22. Uh, this is a story, if you remember, Moses is bringing the people uh, out of Egypt and he is leading them toward the promised land. And uh, three days uh, later, uh, after they crossed the Red Sea and all of that, here they go. And it says, and then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. And when they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. That's why they called that place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained, of course, <laughs> and they turned against Moses. And they said, what are we going to drink, they demanded. <clears throat> and so Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And Moses threw it in the water. And this made the water good to drink. And it was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, listen very carefully. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. For I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you. And it hit me as I was reading that, that so often um, the healing that we want in our life is really a healing that we have to participate with God in to, to help to happen. And let me just break that down for you today as we talk about that. Um, some healing uh, that we want from God involves obedience to God. Say that again. Some healing involves obedience. Let me read a couple of verses again out of Exodus 15, verse 26. And I want you to listen carefully to what he says. He says, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. Now, when I was reading this a couple of weeks ago when I was working on this part of the message, um, it, it just jumped off the page, this, these two phrases that we read over and over and over again in Scripture. If you, then I. If you, then I. Over and over and over again, God says to us, if you will do this, then I will do that. If you will humble yourself, then I will forgive. If you do this, then I'll do that. And I, and I, I realize that, you know, sometimes we want healing from God. But if we really want healing from God, a lot of that, a lot of that depends on us being uh, obedient to God. Um, you know, his commands that he gives us are, are generally to protect us and to provide for us. And one of the struggles, if, if, if we're honest, one of the struggles we have in life is that we often want to live life the way we want to live it without really a regard for God's commands. And then we want God to kind of clean up our mess. And, and part of what we have to understand is for us to live a healthy life, to live in a whole manner, 
then a part of that participation is being obedient to God. Um, you know, when we, when we live life our way, when we disregard the, the commandments of God, when we disregard the will of God, and we go off on our own, we, we take ourselves out under the covering of God, out from under the blessing of God, and, and it's no wonder that we incur all kinds of problems and all kinds of issues. And I was just thinking back across my own life and just thinking, you know, how many times when, you know, when I veer off the path, you know, that's when I get myself in trouble and that's when I get myself all banged up and bruised and, and I'm saying, oh God, I need you to, I need you to fix it. I need you to heal. I need you to work. Um, but it's because I wasn't being obedient to him. And if we really want God to be our healer, um, then the, the best way to, to be healed is to simply stay healthy. You know, it's a lot easier to stay healthy than it is to live however we want to and try to have God restore health to us. Does that, does that make sense to you? Um, so part of, you know, part of this idea of, you know, how do we participate with God? You know, it's being obedient. You know, I thought about this, you know, even, even when it comes to our bodies, you know, uh, if we're honest, you know, a lot of times our unhealthiness in our bodies isn't because of an outside virus or some kind of outside disease. It's because we did not treat our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, we, we treated our bodies unwisely. We gave it things that it didn't need to have. Uh, you know, we do things to our body. We, you know, we don't, we don't rest. We don't drink water. We don't eat well. Uh, we don't sleep right. And, and then when we develop all kinds of issues as a result of it, then we say, God, heal us. Well, God can and often God will. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, if we would be obedient to God and treat our bodies like it truly is a temple of the Holy Spirit, you know, we would go a long way in preserving that healing. So some healing involves obedience. Some healing involves confession. Um, last week when I was talking about the ways that God heals, one of the things I mentioned is God's ability to heal our soul. Uh, I talked about the fact that the word sozo in the Greek uh, is a word that is translated both to heal and to save. Um, and if we want God to, to work and do a healing work in our souls, then it's, it's important for us to confess our disobedience to God. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, the word confess means to say along with God, that we agree with God, that this, this way that I'm living, this attitude that I have, this, this stuff in my life, this is wrong, and I, I need you to heal that. I need you to heal that unhealthy attitude. I need you to heal that sin that's in my heart. I need you to forgive me of this disobedience that I've had in my life. That's, that confession brings God's healing. Um, I, I think there's a deeper part to it, too. This is one of the things we, we do discover in recovery, that it, sometimes it's not enough just to confess it to God. Uh, if we're truly going to find healing, sometimes we need to confess to another individual. Now, this isn't comfortable for us. And um, this is not, you know, outside of the Catholic Church, this isn't, you know, kind of standard behavior for many people. But, but stay with me on this. There is a healing that can only come, a deeper healing than it can only come 
when we talk to someone else who is a, a, a faith-based person who, who, can, who can stay with us and who can walk with us and who can keep us accountable. And here's, here's what James says in James 5, 16. Listen to this. He says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. Let me read that again. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. Um, I've talked to a, a number of men through the years who have struggled with an addiction to pornography. Um, and pornography, like any addiction, can get, its, can get its hooks in us, and it becomes kind of the way that we medicate the pain or the frustration or the boredom of our life, whatever it might be. Um, and, and again, it's one thing to feel guilty about that and say, God, I'm so sorry. But it's another thing about whatever it is, whether our addiction is gambling, drugs, alcohol, eating, you know, whatever it may be. It's one thing to confess it to God and then try to move forward. But it's another thing to sit down with another person and look them in the eye and say, you know, I need to confess something to you. I struggle with this addiction in my life. I struggle with this, um, this uh, thing that I can't seem to shake on my own. And I've confessed it to God, and I know he forgives me of my sin, but, but I, need, I need to confess this to you and ask you to pray with me and hold me accountable that I may break its power over me. And it's amazing, it is amazing how when you confess it to another person, how that begins to take the power out of these things that get their hooks in our lives. I, I've often said this to people, you know, if you want, to, if you want forgiveness, tell it to God. But if you want freedom, tell it to God and another person who can walk with you on the journey. Does that make sense to you? That's again why I think our Celebrate Recovery program is so important because we need safe people and we need safe places where we can really talk about the things that we wrestle with in our lives, okay? Some healing involves obedience. Some healing involves confession. Let me go one step deeper. And this one kind of gets to where life gets raw a bit. Some healing involves disclosure. Some healing involves disclosure. Now, here, here's what I mean by that. When I was thinking about this idea of God being our healer, one of the things I, I, I've walked with a number of people, and I've had to take my own journey there, is, is dealing with some of the healing of the stuff that has happened to us growing up. Um, uh, if, if you've come out of a home where there was abuse or neglect, or whether there was um, uh, alcohol or substance abuse or other kinds of addictions present. If you, if you had, were, were traumatized, if you uh, had a lot of other things going on in your life, sometimes we have this, all this scar tissue from the past. And, and this stuff kind of carries its way with us into, the, into our present day. And it interferes in our relationship. It interferes in how we uh, look at and deal with God. It, it, look, it impacts greatly how we, how we look at ourselves. And a lot of us, a lot of us who struggle with feelings of uh, or low self-esteem and, and poor self-images, it comes out of this past that needs to be healed. But here's the deal. So many of us are afraid to disclose that past. And, and here's the deal, gang. God can't heal what we won't reveal. And, and, and we somewhere along the way, we have to be able to put this stuff on, on the table 
And, and again, be able to not just lay it before God, but to sit with a, another person, a, a trusted person of faith, and maybe even a, a, a counselor or a pastor, and be able to put it on the table and, and say, you know what, I, I need you, I need to tell someone about this, and I need to talk about this, and I need to find help and healing through this. Um, you, you know, you, when, in John chapter 4, it's a, it's a great story of Jesus talking to the woman at the well. And, um, you know, Jesus is there. It's about noontime. And this woman comes to the well. Now, noontime was not the time when most women came to the well. They'd come early in the morning or they would come, you know, late, late in the day. But this woman's coming at midday when no one else is there. And there's a reason. You know, she's got all this stuff in her life that she's ashamed of. And she doesn't want to have any encounters with anyone. And she gets into this conversation with Jesus. And then Jesus says this to her. He says, go and get your husband. And she turns to Jesus and she says, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. And Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're now living with. You have certainly spoken the truth. Now, please don't miss this. Jesus wasn't trying to ridicule the woman and he wasn't trying to shame the woman. He was trying to get to the root of this woman's pain. Because until this woman really got to the root of what was going on in her life and beginning to, to allow God to touch that, that place, uh, she was never going to be whole. I, I can't tell you how many times in my life after, after a message or uh, at, during the week, somebody who sets up an appointment and comes on and they sit down and, they, and they, they're, 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 their spiel to me begins this, like this. Pastor Steve, I've never told anyone this before. Yeah, there's a there was a story in uh, in the news a while back. It was a few years ago, and I, it was just an amazing story. I mean, story, but uh, the long and short of it was there was a a, a woman in China who had headaches, and um, they didn't seem to stop. And they finally went in and uh, began to do X-rays to find out what was going on, what the source of these headaches were, and they discovered that she had a bullet in her in her head lodged against her brain. And um, when they talked to her, they, they found out that this woman, when she was a child, had been taking a lunch to her dad, and there was a, a place in China where there was some fighting going on, and, uh, and she actually got hit by a stray bullet, but because, they, it, because she didn't, you know, just pat, you know, die, they thought the bullet just glazed her head and then they and so they treated the wound but they didn't realize that there was a bullet on the side and it was, what was amazing this woman carried a bullet inside of her for 64 years 64 years she suffered through the years from headaches and various kinds of ailments because she carried this wound now just look at me here my heart there's some of you that's the way you're living there are some of you that have some pain from your past um, some issues from your family, some things that have happened to you, some things that you have been through. Even for some of us, can we be honest, we've been through things as pastors and church leaders, um, some, some really difficult situations, been treated really badly, and we've never really allowed God to heal that. Some of us have, have been treated bad by pastors or in churches, and we've never really allowed God to heal those wounds. Uh, for a lot of us, we've got stuff from our family. We've never just laid on the table before God and before someone else and said, Lord, I need you to do this. And just hear my heart. If we really want God to do his deep level healing work that he can do, then some of that requires disclosure. 
Some of that requires going to places that you don't want to go to allow God to do what only God can do. Okay? Um, some healing in our lives involves surrender. Some healing that we, we, that we want God to do involves surrender. And this is when, when I'm talking about God healing us relationally. Um, you know, whenever people say, you know, I want, I want God to do this healing work, then here, here's the question. If you really want God, <coughs> excuse me, to heal you relationally, are you, are you willing to surrender yourself to that? Are you willing to let go of your anger? Are you willing to let go of the hurt that's happened to you? Are you willing to uh, let go of, uh, of the bitterness that you've carried and the grudge that you've been bearing? Um, you know, unforgiveness is a power that we sometimes hold on to because we feel like it, it protects us or it gives us power over or against this individual. And if we really want God to heal, you know, we've got to surrender that. Um, in Colossians chapter 3, Paul said, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, and then he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, just hear my heart. Um, forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. Uh, I was having this conversation not long ago with an individual, and I was talking about, um, you know, reconciliation takes two people surrendering. Reconciliation takes two people, both willing to own 100% of the problem themselves, two people who are completely broken and humbled before God and allowing, willing for God to work to heal between them. That's, that's what it takes for, for reconciliation. But forgiveness only requires you. I can forgive you without ever you even being sorry for what you did. And I want to forgive you because you know what? When I forgive you, that sets me free. When I forgive you, I, I, I let go of the I let go of the anger. I let go of the uh, of the grudge. I let go. I cancel the debt, and I go. You know what? I'm just I'm just not going to hold that against you anymore. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to go on. Yes, I may have boundaries. Yes, I, I may not I may not be open to us drawing close to you know have a, a more intimate relationship until you're willing to own it. In other words, we can't reconcile until we both surrender. But I can surrender my part whenever. I choose. And for some of you, again, as you think about the healing work you need God to do, if you really want God to, to heal your heart, for some of us, we need to surrender those things to him. And let me give you one more. Some healing involves faith. Some healing involves faith. Um, some healing is God asking us to believe him and to trust him. Uh, you know, I, I love Mark chapter 5, verse 34. There's a story of, uh, of a woman who had had this issue of blood, and she had had it for 12 years. She had suffered a lot. She had seen all kinds of doctors, never got better. And then she heard about Jesus, and she believed with all of her heart, if I can just touch, if I can get close to him, if I can touch his garment, you know, I can be made well. And she touched his garment, and she was healed. And uh, as Jesus confronted her, you remember the story, and said, who touched me? And she fell before him. Here's what Jesus said. He said to her daughter, listen carefully, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. 
Mark chapter 9, there's a great story of, of a father who had a, a son that suffered from seizures and the disciples couldn't seem to, to heal him. And then Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration and the guy comes to him, he tells him what's going on and he says to Jesus, but if you can do anything, take pity and help us. If you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for the one who believes. Let me read that to you again. Everything is possible for the one who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And that may be where some of us are today. Um, there is some healing that we want God to do. And, um, and maybe we're struggling to believe. Maybe we're struggling to believe God can. Maybe there's some stuff, uh, you know, that we want God to heal, but we're not sure if we want to let go of it. Uh, we're not sure if we want to trust God with it. Uh, you know, we're like, you know, Lord, I, I believe, but, you know, I still, I still have this unbelief. And, and sometimes we're the ones who prevent the healing work of God to happen. Um, there is healing that God does entirely on his own. And, um, but there is a healing that requires us participating with God for him to heal us the way that we really need to be healed. And I don't know what that might mean for you today. I don't know where God might be asking you to participate with him. But I want to pray with you today and ask that you would be open and willing to do your part so that God can do his. Let's pray. Father, as we, uh, I just want to say thank you today. Thank you for each person who's uh, watching uh, with me live. Thank you for all the people who, Lord, who are going to watch this later. And Lord, you know where, where each one of us are. You know where we need healing in our life, whether that's physically, relationally, uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally. Lord, you know where we need to be touched. Lord, today we were reminded um, that there is a healing in which you need our participation. There are times, Lord, for you to heal, we, you need our obedience. There are times for, for you to heal that you need our confession and willingness to admit. There are times you need our disclosure for you to heal the wounds of our past. There are times you need, Lord, our surrender of our pride and the, the surrender of the things we want to hold on to for you to heal relationally the woundedness between us and others. And, and there are times, Lord, for, in order for you to heal that you're asking us to have faith and believe. Now, God, for each person today, you know exactly where they're at and what they need for you to be able to do your healing work in their life. And today, I just lift them up before you. And I pray, Father, that whatever their need is, whatever their place of healing is, that you would just stretch forth your great hand. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. Lord, you said, if you then I. And Lord, today, here we do our part. We lay it before you with all of our heart. We lay it before you with our will. We lay it before you, God, with, with the surrender that we have. We lay it before you with all the faith that we can muster. And we pray, almighty God, that you would stretch forth your hand and heal. In your precious name, we pray. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining in today. Uh, next week, I'm going to wrap up this part on Jehovah Rapha. I, I want to talk about um, the, uh, when God 
doesn't heal or God doesn't heal in the way that we want him to. How do we deal with that? How do we handle when God doesn't act and respond as a healer in the way that we were wanting and expecting? And, and we don't talk that up, and we'll, we'll wrap that up. We'll wrap that up next week. Hey, remind you again, this Sunday, going to kick off a brand new sermon series, uh, The Journey to Freedom. And uh, I hope that you'll jump on there with me and join us. Uh, it's going to be a great series, and we're going to talk about how God is the God who, who really wants us to live in that, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I hope you'll join me for that. God bless you guys. Love you so much. If there is any way that I can pray for you personally, uh, please let me know. Uh, be happy to be happy to do that. If you would like a copy of my notes, as always, just put a note in the comments or send me an email. I'll be happy to ship my notes to you so you can use those any way that you want to. Love you guys so much. Happy you had a wonderful Easter. May God bless you. We'll see you soon. Bye.